This episode is brought to you by Chapman University. From climate science to patient safety, genomics to drug design, Chapman University data scientists are turning massive information sets into life-changing impact. The future is unfolding in Chapman's Schmidt College of Science and Technology. Here, masters and PhD students join in cutting-edge research as they prepare to take the next big leap in their professional journey. To learn more about the innovative tools and collaborative approach that distinguish the Chapman program in computational and data sciences, visit chapman.edu data science. That's chapman.edu slash data science. All right, let's do this. How are you data scientists and engineers? How are you business people? What's up nerds? Did you grasp that thing you were studying? This is Data Science at Home, the podcast about machine learning, artificial intelligence, and more good stuff. I am Francesco. I'll be your host for the next 30 minutes. So grab a cup of coffee and join me as we learn more about the topics we love most. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Data Science at Home. First of all, I want to thank you for, for being here. This episode is not going to be technical. It's going to be, though, very interesting uh, due to the fact that it's by not being technical, I'm pretty sure that it will affect a lot of people. Also for the type of application that I'm discussing in this show, uh, which is WhatsApp. And so I believe that uh, not only on this show, there are people who use WhatsApp on a, on a daily basis. Um, and probably some of you have noticed or have received already um, a notification uh, that is different from the ones that we have received so far. Um, and it's uh, directly from Facebook that says, something is going to change. Please click here if you want to keep using WhatsApp. Now, I think that this is um, uh, the best uh, place for me to explain uh, what's going on due to the fact that I believe that there are a lot of people who uh, probably didn't read that uh, so-called privacy terms or terms of services. They just clicked and they accepted whatever Facebook was telling them or asking them to accept. And so I want to go through these privacy uh, statements and terms of services with you and I hope I can make a decent job for you know for you to understand what did you click and what are the consequences of your click because something pretty pretty deep is going to happen and probably very few people will be interested in that uh, but effectively they will notice the consequences of their actions now this is a, a very weird here still um, I never believed that 2020, 2021 would have had a neat separation between the two. Uh, so some events, you know, they are still flowing in uh, in the new year. And uh, I think that the mess that is happening in the US or it's been happening in the last few days, it's something that deserves much more attention than, uh, than social media channels and new uh, terms of services, definitely. Uh, but I think that's also strategic from Facebook to, you know, to drop this news at the right time when, uh, uh, you know, uh, it was, there was other thing going on uh, that deserved the first page of news magazines. That's, of course, my personal opinion. I always try to see uh, some sort of uh, order in, in the way people act, and especially companies and large organizations like Facebook do act, paying a lot of attention to the detail, if uh, I can say that. So the, the too long didn't read version of this episode is that you just clicked on um, a 
face on new Facebook terms that allow them to collect even more data than they already do. And so sad but true, that's that's the fact. They asked you that the way they are going to collect your data and the way they are going to store your data is different now. And uh, and it's much more intrusive. And you just said yes. If you clicked to that button, you just said yes, okay, I agree with you. Do whatever you want. So the app, I mean WhatsApp, already collects a lot of metadata. What is metadata? Metadata is everything that is that goes beyond the actual data of WhatsApp, right? The the chat, for example, the communication, the the media that you share. The metadata is in fact all the rest. Uh, for example, your phone number, uh, your profile picture, uh, your usage patterns. Your usage patterns is the way you use WhatsApp, and. Uh, uh, the features that you use, the time of the day you send a message of a certain length um, or a message with more media um, at 8 p.m. rather than 6 a.m., you know, stuff like that. And so uh, this is like the metadata. Now, most of the time, uh, and for many services out there, metadata can contain even more information uh, than the actual data. <laughs> Uh, in order to identify a person, sometimes metadata can tell you much more, a much better story uh, about that person rather than the actual conversation. So on WhatsApp, for example, if I'm chatting with my mom, I can be exchanging messages, relatively trivial messages, nobody would be interested in. For example, at what time uh, my mom can start boiling pasta because I'm going home. Or if I'm chatting with my girlfriend, which movie she wants to watch with me tonight. So these messages, of course, Facebook is not really interested in knowing uh, this type of data about you, about your person. Uh, however, Facebook and Facebook partners and advertisers, as we will see in a, in a minute, uh, might be interested in the way you use WhatsApp, not just the text that you actually send to your mom or to your girlfriend. So what Facebook told us is that uh, there will be a change in the way the platform would process the user data. And also, there will be a change in the way the data is stored to Facebook servers in order to allow a better integration with Facebook products. So what I want to do now is read with you this Facebook and WhatsApp privacy policy. Let's do that together. All right, so this is the official uh, WhatsApp privacy policy. It's the stuff that you should have read before clicking that button. Of course, you're still on time to disconnect your WhatsApp. <laughs> I'm not here to say that you should, but this in fact is something that you should have read uh, before clicking. But let's see what they are telling us. Well, in the first part, they simply say, look, we are part of the Facebook company, companies, we are part of the family. And if you know, if you want to know, uh, if you want to learn more about the privacy policy, about the other companies, and about WhatsApp, here is the terms of service. There is another page that will tell you in much more detail uh, what are our conditions. So I will skip uh, some of inf some information and go straight to those that I believe are more interesting. For example, information we collect. Okay, so they say, well, the information we collect is the information you provide. Uh, for example, your account information, for example, phone number, uh, and basic information like profile name, profile picture, a description, so-called bio, 
this is the stuff that it uses, the minimal required uh, by uh, WhatsApp in order to have an account. So you have to provide that. The second thing we store is your messages. Now they say, we do not retain your messages in the ordinary course of providing our services to you. Instead, your messages are stored on your device and not typically stored on our servers. Now let's pause for a second. Your messages are stored on your device and not typically stored on our servers. Now the folks who wrote this are lawyers and they know exactly how to put things down in legalese. I'm not a lawyer myself, but I believe that law is in fact owned by anyone. Law is a matter of reading and understanding language, in this case, English. And what I understand from here is that your messages are stored on your device and not typically stored on our server, which means that under non-typical conditions and scenarios, my messages are stored on your servers. And that's exactly what is written in the next sentence. Once your messages are delivered, they are deleted from our servers. The following scenarios describe circumstances where we may store your messages in the course of delivering them. Ha ha! So you just said that not typically stored on our servers, and now you're saying we may store your messages. And this is a typical way of communicating things negative, negative, positive, or the other way around. And of course, for legal reasons, they have to claim what they actually do. So they do store your messages. So they do store your messages when the messages are not deliver, uh, delivered yet, uh, which means that if you are sending a message to a friend who's in the underground and her phone is not reachable by a network, well, then WhatsApp servers will store your message until your recipient or your friend will come out of the underground and then connect to the network and receive the actual message. Only then the message, at least that's what they say, will be deleted from the servers. Now that can be one minute, it can be one hour, it can be one day, it can be an indefinite amount of time. But then they say, don't worry, because if they are still undelivered after 30 days, we delete it. Thanks. Now, I'm telling you, 30 days in IT is eternity. <laughs> you can take decisions in a matter of seconds. So imagine this, you have millions of messages in your servers. You analyze these messages with techniques like NLP, natural language processing, which is, I believe, what they do. And what happens is that you take the insights after a few seconds, literally, let's say minutes, and the messages are still there, for a couple of days and then you delete the messages, who cares, right? <laughs> you already extracted the insights that you needed. You already analyzed these messages and now you delivered them and then you delete them from your servers. Let's believe that because we have nothing to prove the opposite. Uh, we cannot check that you actually deleted your messages or my messages. So let's believe that. It's still irrelevant in my opinion, right? Imagine this other scenario. You have a girlfriend, you have a fight with her and she blocks you on WhatsApp. She blocks you for a week. In that week, you start sending messages about your relationship or other things. Those messages will be stored on WhatsApp servers for a week until 30 days. 
And if you are lucky enough that your girlfriend unblocks you after, let's say, 10 days, those messages have been sitting for 10 days in Facebook's or WhatsApp servers, and they would have done whatever they wanted because we'll get there, they can analyze your messages. Another scenario is media forwarding. Uh, when a user forwards media within a message, we store that media temporarily in encrypted form on our servers to aid in more efficient delivery of additional forwards. So they're telling you that if you send a message and in the message you put an image or a video or an MP3 to your girlfriend who blocked you, they own the media as well. It will be encrypted like the message before. The encrypted stuff was also for valid for the messages, the text messages. Uh, but even there, they don't mention anything about the encryption. What is the type of encryption? Is that a deep, is that a, a, a strong encryption? Is that a weak encryption? For example, we know that in the United States, they're obliged to have a weak form of encryption because the government wants and needs to open up the encrypted box whenever they want. Another thing is like when you encrypt something, you need secret keys, right? It's called encryption keys. Where are these keys stored? On my device, on your servers, they don't specify. Because if they have the encryption key, uh, well, they can decrypt that message and that media anytime they want. So in fact, uh, keeping messages in encrypted form is completely useless because they can decrypt that anytime they want. And we users have no way to check that. What is other data that we give them? Who? Our connections. Now, they say, and they write actually, you can use the contact upload feature and provide us, if permitted by applicable laws, with the phone numbers in your address book on a regular basis, including those of users of our services and your other contacts. If any of your contacts aren't yet using our services, which means that they are not on WhatsApp yet, we'll manage this information for you in a way that ensures that those contacts cannot be identified by us. This is technically not feasible. And I'm telling you with a very simple example. Let's assume that I have a friend. She's not on, um, on WhatsApp. I have her phone number. Automatically, WhatsApp is sending her phone number to WhatsApp servers. Now, let's assume also that that friend of mine is using Facebook and she has connected Facebook to her phone number. You get the point? Facebook slash WhatsApp is the same person can go with that phone number from WhatsApp servers to Facebook servers after the integration and see who that friend is. In fact, they will have her pictures, her Facebook profile, her political views, if she added that, the friends she has on Facebook, etc., etc. So as you can see, this is a, a lie. It's legally valid, but practically it does make sense in terms of privacy and protection. Of course, status information, uh, that's what you can do with your Android, iPhone, and other devices. Um, huh, transactions and payments data. This is something that is um, typical Facebook. Now they are starting a way to allow you to allow users to pay and purchase things while on Facebook and WhatsApp. And of course, all the financial transactions are part of this data luggage uh, they will own. Um, and so, in fact, they have, they can have access to your historical records, what you bought, when, 
uh, if it was a gift and many other things. Okay, customer support and other communication, that's irrelevant. Okay, automatically collected information. This is what is sent to their servers and you do not control, okay? <laughs> so for example, um, usage and log information is the way you use your uh, WhatsApp application. If you wake up at 5 a.m. because you need to read a message or you expect a message from someone and uh, and you fire up your WhatsApp application, your device is connecting to WhatsApp servers and telling them that someone is using WhatsApp at 5 a.m. Time, frequency, duration of your activities and interactions is written here, I'm just reading. Of course, diagnostic, crash website, performance logs and reports, device and connection information. If you connect to a Wi-Fi at the supermarket, they know exactly where you are even though you switch off the GPS of your phone, no worries, they can still get where you are. The battery level, um, if you forgot to recharge your phone, they can eventually send you an email <laughs> to, to ask you to, to recharge your phone. Signal strength, uh, and of course, of course, the Wi-Fi ID, uh, where the, net, the mobile network, where, you, where, where that Wi-Fi hotspot is, um, and stuff like that. Of course, GPS, when you allow that, uh, but you don't actually need that and cookies, let's skip that. One thing that I really want to uh, stress on is actually how we use information. This is freaking scary. So they say, we use information, uh, we have to operate and provide our services, including providing customer support, that's fine, completing purchases or transactions, fine, improving, fixing, and customizing our services, fine, and connecting our services with Facebook company products that you may use, fine. Now they say, we also use information we have to understand how people use our services, evaluate and improve our services, research, develop and test new services and features. Let's read that again. We may also use information we have to understand how people use our services, research, develop and test new services and features. Again, the people who wrote this are lawyers and they know exactly how to do things in a legal way, you know, legally valid, but practically misleading. With these two sentences, in fact, they've been telling us, with your data, we can do whatever we want. Take it or leave it. We can use your data to understand how you use our services, which means that we can observe you if you wake up in the middle of the night and you start using WhatsApp. We can even analyze at what time you usually go to sleep. And we can study your sleeping patterns, for example. We can research, develop and test new services and features. Now, this is against GDPR. I'm not a lawyer, again, but this is very much against GDPR because here you're basically giving them consent to use your data for whatever possible. Um, you become an experiment. Research, develop and test new services and features. When you do not specify what these new services and features are, it means that they can use your data for whatever they want, for whatever goes beyond WhatsApp. Get it? Safety, security and integrity, blah, blah, blah. Let's go back to normal. The situation is pretty nasty, I would say. The privacy policy 
is a very important piece that must be read every time it changes and every time you are clicking on that button. Now, what should we expect? I try to ask myself a few questions about, okay, what's going on? Like, what comes next? What can happen? Well, I think that we should expect more ads in our checks, for example, more buttons to click and buy stuff. There will be much more targeted advertisement uh, to the right people at the right time on the right topic. And this is going to be much more sophisticated than we have seen so far. Because when you integrate data under one unique platform, um, you have something that is much more powerful, much more sophisticated. Because data is not fragmented. Uh, they do not have any issue in uh, collecting this data that is sparse somewhere with different data owners. No, it's all there. They also have much more powerful weapons for understanding customer behavior at a much deeper level. For example, uh, ubiquitous chatting. Ubiquitous chatting is, uh, this happens to me almost every day. I chat with someone on WhatsApp, and then we continue that conversation on Instagram. I'm not really a Facebook user. I usually do not chat on Facebook Messenger, but essentially uh, this ubiquity now is much easier to reach for them. When I you know, uh, start a conversation on WhatsApp and I finish it or I continue it on Instagram, if WhatsApp and Instagram are of the same owner as they are, uh, well, you know, they can, they don't see any barrier between the two channels. For them, it's just one channel. They have a timestamp. They know at what time that particular message was sent on WhatsApp. And then they will see from the continuation, the next timestamp uh, of the next message that it's on, it's happening on Instagram. No problem at all. They have access to both. And so in that respect, I, I think that communication will be much more ubiquitous now. And they also understand how people move from one platform to another during the day and with particular people, particular connections of theirs, for example. There is one thing that I would like to, uh, to read. I found it in the, in the privacy policy and I took note. I will just read. It says, to expand this figure, the company will let businesses integrate other services into the chat app. So as a part of that, Third-party apps, for example, a customer support partner, might be able to read your communication on behalf of the business you are interacting with. Boom! This means that you are chatting with someone and that someone is using a third party or a, a, a partner. That partner can read your conversation on the, on the behalf of the first person you were speaking to. So basically, that third party has access to your chats. Pretty scary. Now, I can go on and on. I mean, this, the privacy policy is fun to read. Uh, I, I personally find it funny to read because uh, I see a lot of effort by all these lawyers who have been forging a text that is legally valid, of course, but it's actually super dangerous. I mean, it's like, it's not acceptable. It's like, Really, dude, you are putting so much sugar on, on, on this missile, you know? Pretty nasty. Let me give you some personal opinion about this. Is this news? No. I was not surprised, to be honest with you. Because Facebook business model 
is around data. It's not around tech, right? Tech is provided as a vehicle to collect and analyze this data, but it's not their business. The business is the data, it's not the technology. And I'm telling you, the technology behind Facebook is pretty basic. Um, some scientists out there will criticize these words, but uh, please guys, come, let's have a discussion. <laughs> uh, it's pretty basic. It's a blog on steroids, and essentially it collects text messages and what happens in the back end, it has its own complexity, but as a service, you know, what people are actually using is pretty much basic. It's just a vehicle uh, that helps people generate data and helps Facebook collecting it. What I really think is that what Facebook wants to reach is a hyper-connected world. And while the other world, the other part of the world wants decentralization of communication, uh, because they, you know, when, the, when communication is decentralized, it's not centralized in the hands of one single institution or person, it becomes much, you know, more, you know, fair, uh, especially for the users. Well, now in this hyper-connected world, we are giving our data from WhatsApp, we're giving our pictures and our habits from Instagram, we're giving our communications and all the rest uh, from Facebook to the same guy. I'm not saying what you have to do, but think about it. Just be aware of it. I'm not an advocate, you know, one of those who say, you have to disconnect from this and that. I can give an advice. What I want people to know is that when they click buttons without reading, there will be consequences for them. Now, do people care? With a hand on the heart, as a matter of exaggeration, I would say no. The typical Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp user doesn't care that much about privacy and privacy concerns. It's true that people are much more hooked today than before, but I think that the typical population of services like Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp are pretty superficial in matters of privacy and confidentiality. These are the majority of the people. Um, and so I don't think they care. I think they uh, just clicked because they wanted to use WhatsApp, which is sad, but it's true. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't judge anyone for that. I mean, everybody can decide for, for herself, but uh, at least being aware of these decisions is something that, you know, it's already a good starting point. So that's what I, what I think. Again, I always try to analyze situations and, and understand why certain things happen, uh, happen now and didn't happen before. In fact, this privacy policy from WhatsApp, it's something that was already in place. Now it has been announced, but so there's nothing new in that, of course. Let me speak about alternatives uh, and I conclude. There are a few valid alternatives that you can consider if you want to switch from WhatsApp to these other alternatives. Again, I'm not asking you to switch off WhatsApp and, and you know, make your life uncomfortable because all of a sudden, you know, you were used to using an app like WhatsApp and now something is changing. I'm just saying, be aware of that. You're giving data to the same person you're giving all the rest of your life, of your digital life. Uh, uh, and uh, probably now you become an even better target for them. So is it really worth it? And then you take your decision. Now, if you're searching for alternatives, there are some. Uh, there is Telegram, uh, that is a very interesting one. It has an open source front end. So the application is open source for Android, iPhone, even for desktop. It's very, very easy to use. Uh, it's effectively the equivalent of WhatsApp, just blue, I think. Yes, it's still blue. 
And uh, uh, the problem is the backend, so the servers, they didn't release, uh, it's a proprietary software, so they didn't release the way the protocol works. Uh, so we are kind of in the same situation. We don't know what's happening behind the curtain, though the end-to-end -end encryption there is real. And again, it would create diversity. Like if you're giving data to Facebook, uh, you might be giving data to WhatsApp, uh, to sorry, to Telegram. You create artificially that form of decentralization of your information. And so at least Facebook cannot use your communication, your WhatsApp communications and your WhatsApp habits to uh, make your profile even more detailed than it already is. I think though that the best alternative to WhatsApp is Signal, signal.org. It's, uh, um, it's completely open source. It works like a charm. Uh, it's the safest, it's the state of the art in terms of privacy and security. There is nothing safer than that. And uh, what happens in the server, we know exactly what happens because it's open source and they really delete stuff, the metadata they collect, the only thing they, they have to collect to provide a service. They collect the minimum required to provide a service, right? Uh, metadata is an undeniable data that everybody has to collect. Uh, there is no service that can work without metadata, no service. And what they do at, um, at Signal they first of all protect that type of data to the bone and uh, and then they delete it once the communication has terminated all the rest lives on your phone that's why when you change phone or when you when you have to maintain business continuity across devices it's still possible it's a bit more tedious than whatsapp because you you know control your information to the last bit and that's something that is worth trying for sure I hope I made a decent job to explain what the new privacy policy um, and terms of services of WhatsApp and Facebook is. Again, if you have questions, feel free to connect with me. We have a Discord channel. And of course, there is a newsletter uh, that you can reach from datascienceathome.com. Feel free to subscribe. It's free of charge. Uh, and I definitely uh, do not collect your email for purposes other than giving you the newsletter for free. I'm done for today and uh, thank you very much for being here and uh, for being until the last second of this episode. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. Ciao. You've been listening to Data Science at Home podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or Podbean to get new fresh episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook or visit our website at datascienceathome.com.